You're listening to The Photography Pod, the ultimate podcast for photography lovers. And here's your hosts, Steve Vaughan and Martin Chung. Hello and welcome to a brand new podcast, The Photography Pod. This is a podcast both for professional photographers and for enthusiast photographers. My name is Steve Vaughan. I'm a wedding photographer based here in the UK and I'm joined by my good mate and host, Martin Chung. Martin, how are you? I'm good, thanks, Steve. How are you? I'm good, mate. Yeah, great to be here. So uh, our first ever podcast together. Exciting, eh? I know. It's very exciting, yeah. New adventures. New adventures, absolutely. So uh, let's just talk a little bit about what, we, what we're what we doing. So the idea that we've had, and you and I have been chatting about this for a while, really, is just to have a new podcast to for anybody who's into photography, really, whether you do it professionally, whether you do it for fun. And we're going to have some guests. We're going to have some guests, other photographers to come on from a whole wide genre of photography. So even though we're into weddings, that's what we do. You know, we're going. To, it's not going to just be a wedding podcast. We'll get people from other other parts of the of the, uh, the whole genre of photography as well. We both use Sony equipment, but this isn't a Sony podcast. The fact that we use Sony, you know, there's going to be a lot of Sony talk. I'm sure, but we're not Sony specific, are we? Yeah. When we're talking about gear, I'm sure. It might lean a little bit that way, but yeah, I'm keen for this to be open to anybody who is interested in photography in general, really. Absolutely, yeah. It's a big wide world out there, and there's lots of great camera gear and stuff, isn't there? Yeah, and I've probably bought most of it at some stage, like you as well. Oh, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm, yeah, it's one of those things, isn't it? You, you start off this hobby thinking, oh, it's nice and cheap, and then mm. the more you get into it, you realise that actually it's, it's very expensive. <laughs> there's nothing cheap about photography, is there, really? So, <laughs> nothing at all. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess what we should do, really, is let the world of the listener know a bit more about who we are, really, and why anybody would be interested in what we do, really. So I guess what would be good really for you and I perhaps to kind of interview each other almost really even though we yeah, know each other let's do it yeah uh, so should we start with you <laughs> oh god um, yeah okay so how long have you been a photographer I think this will be my 11th year not not full-time because like most people who start off in the photographer as a photographer you don't start off full-time or most don't anyway um but certainly 11 years of trading at least yeah so it's been been a little while now yeah and, and like most people i started off not really expecting this to grow into a full-time business um but the more i did it the more i really it made me realize how fulfilling wedding photographer wedding photography is um and how unsatisfying my regular nine-to-five job was so, so yeah. what did you do so, before uh, i worked in it works oh, for wow. one of the biggest okay. it companies in the world okay. um and yeah i was doing quite well i was quite happy you know uh, it was all i've ever known and you know it, it, it was it was all good but yeah like i say over time I just felt that, especially with weddings, you get a lot more job satisfaction because you're, you're sort of talking to clients and everyone's on their best behaviour. It's a big party at the end of the day. Absolutely. Um, and that's just so much more interesting than punching numbers in a spreadsheet and talking geek to a load of other geeks. And I am a geek, you know, so oh, I me enjoyed too. that. <laughs> yeah, <Guilty>. exactly. <laughs> um, but there comes a point when you realise that actually, you know, th- this is just so much more... Job satisfaction, you know, it's, yeah, it just gives me a lot more job satisfaction than the IT job ever did. No, absolutely. Now, you do a lot of weddings. You do more than, than, than I do, don't you? So how many weddings typically do you do a year? Um, 
Uh, it, it goes, I say that, this is where it gets a bit interesting. Every year I set myself a target of around 40 to 45. Okay. Most years I, I go over that um, just because cool. I like to make hay while the sun shines. Absolutely. Um, yeah. You know, and, and I know a lot of people say that's a lot of weddings, but because I enjoy what I do, it's it doesn't feel like work. You know, it, it, it honestly, even after 10 years, it, it just feels like I'm going to a party, you know, three or four parties a week. What's not to like? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, my waistline perhaps doesn't agree with you on that one, but that's another story. Yeah. <laughs> so you're like yes. me, you work with your wife as well, don't you? Yeah. Yes, but, but in a slightly different way to you. No, sure. um, yeah. yeah, you, you know, um, you two are both photographers. Yeah. Whereas for me, um, you know, my wife is a videographer. So that in itself does get interesting. Um, You know, I was saying to someone yesterday that because we're doing slightly different jobs, we sometimes end up falling out because we both want different things um and then you no know, domestics at weddings i'm sure no. no plenty of domestic at wedding is what i'm trying to say uh, but we you know over the years we found a way to work around it and and most weddings now we we, we get on fine now fantastic but yeah there, there were times where you know we have been sat at different sides of the wedding venue um barely talking to each other <laughs> <laughs> i love it I love it yeah so um, do you always do work together? Then is she always with you? Or do no, you just no, sometimes no, no. do weddings on your own? Okay. Not always. Um, the way we work is she's got her own separate limited company business. Ah, right. And um, people can hire one of us. They can hire both of us. It, it really depends on what they want and, you know, how they feel about it, basically. And I love your work. I was looking at your website again the other day, and your website's all about fun and colour and people having a great time and, and that's what weddings should be about shouldn't it really yeah yeah, yeah exactly exactly that mm-hmm. yeah it's um i think for many years you you, you sort of get yourself in trends as in this business and mm. you, you sort and it's only taken me this long to sort of find a, a style that i'm comfortable with mm. and you know who i am so i think over the years i've come to realize that you're really selling yourself in this business aren't you oh completely you, you're not you're not Although you are selling photo- photography, the photography is almost as a, a given. You know, mm. you, you're supposed to take good photos. So what yeah. else are you selling yourself on? How are you going mm. to differentiate yourself? And the answer to that is yourself. So you've just got to show what you love to shoot and find the clients that love what you do, basically. Yeah, I love yeah. that. I'm a great believer. And you guys are the same. People. Well, yeah, hopefully. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we try to. Yeah, yeah, we try to. Yeah. What about yourself, Steve? How long have you been in the business? We've had a limited company now for 14 years. Um, we're like you in that we both kind of fell into it a little bit. So um, so Sam's my second wife, um, and I've always been into photography, always been into gear, really, you know, hi-fi, computers, you name it. And um, when we got together, Sam's very artistic, so she's a very good drawer. So I taught her the mechanics of photography. And uh, even now she's got a far better eye for things than I'll ever see because she's got that artist's view on things really and then she wanted to quit her job so we said well could we have a go because we've done a few weddings to help people out could we do this as a as a business uh, and at various stages over the 14 years it's been her job it's been my job it's been both our jobs um, and it just you know depends on what we're and our personal circumstances so my my background I'm a scientist uh, I was a chemist a research chemist for a while and then I got into the dark side as they say I got into the world of sales for many years so I saw uh, scientific instruments uh, throughout the, the world, actually, I lived in the States for a little while, 
But about 10 years ago, I was running some quite big businesses for another large American company, different one to yours, but an equally big one. And it was making me ill. I had no life. I was leaving laptops on planes. I was, um, you know, the, the movie The Naked Gun, where he goes uh, into the toilet with a radio microphone on and he starts to use the loo. I did exactly that. I ran a conference of 150 people. I went oh, into the no, bathroom. Really? And they literally heard me go, Arr! And then, thankfully, the service manager stopped me before I did anything else. So, so my brain was fried, and I had to get out of that that life really. So, uh, yeah. so I jacked it in. I don't. I miss the salary sometimes. Don't get me wrong, but oh yeah, but, yeah, that's the security of the the, oh, no, the money coming in every month. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, completely. But we so we both work together. We're very much photographers as a partnership. So people book yeah. a pair of us. Um, you know, Sam won't mind me saying that I'm the more technical, geeky photographer. Uh, she's more the sort of you know. Yeah. the vision side of things really uh, and it works well we're, we're mostly documentary in style if people know what i mean by that so we do most of our our images or as we see them rather than heavily created but getting more into into flash work as i know you are um, inspired by the the flash masters group that we're both uh, members of um and yeah we, we we love it um i'm a bit older than you so i'm i'm a very uh, you know i'm seeing the world when i'm not going to be a photographer at some stage so i also now run a training business i do sales training in my old industry of lab equipment um which isn't as much fun but practically pays a bit more for me honest uh, so i am envisaging the world of not being a professional photographer perhaps in two or three years time but i'll always be a photographer as long as i'm yeah. on this on this earth all being well so yeah so that's me no i think i think that's it once you've been in this industry a while i think you have to um make sure you've got a parachute packed uh, yeah. i did a year's mentoring with tyler working last year oh wow. and yeah. he's very much of the same mindset you know he, he very much believes you've only got a certain amount of years in this industry he sets it at 10 years and i was like well i still enjoy it after 10 mm. years but he was like you've got a 10-year lifespan after 10 years you think everything's just rubbish and you don't like it anymore and i, I was like mm, i don't think that's no, quite true not quite but, there yeah. Yet. No, um, no. but yeah i think certainly as as you go on because this is one of those industries where i don't think you can go on until you're 67 you know i think it's very difficult yeah. and you've got to love weddings i think you've got to love people to do this job as well because i meet some wedding yeah. photographers who clearly don't seem to like people yeah and, got and if you got you got to spend 12 hours or 14 hours of somebody else's gig three or four times a week, particularly in your case. You've got to like yeah. people, otherwise you're in the wrong job, aren't you, really? I, I think what you said a minute ago, though, resonated with me a bit in that um, I, I always say there's two sorts of people in this industry. You've got the very technical people like me and you who love our gadgets and we think about things in terms of how does that technically work? And, and we're the ones who run around buying all the lenses and stuff. And then you've got people like my wife and, and Sam, your wife, who are very much arty. Yeah. And like my wife, you'll give her a lens and don't get me wrong. She, she can, if she wants, have a conversation with you about a lens and the F-stops and, you know, focal lens and all that jazz. But she really doesn't want to, mm. you know, she really couldn't care less yeah, to her. Same, a camera is yeah. a camera, a lens is a lens. It does a job. There mm. it is. Um, and, and that's all she's interested in. But she's very arty. Um, and I never knew that about her until, until she did her wow. first wedding. I'd never seen that side of her at all. Oh, um, I remember the first time she said she wanted to do it and I was like, oh my goodness, what have we let ourselves in for? <laughs> but even after her first wedding, I saw how creative she was Gosh. and I, I thought, right, there's something here we really need to nurture because I'd never seen that side of her before. Um, but yeah, I think that, yeah, there's two sides and, and I don't know, like, 
which is better you know do, do you come in is is technical knowledge better or is question. creative yeah. better yeah uh young and young i suppose really i think as long you've got to be able to use your camera and know how to set certain settings for certain jobs clearly but we i can also think a lot of photographers are technically very good but very very boring in terms of the images they take as well uh, and, so. and, and that, i yeah. often think that for me creativity trumps technical because you can mm. teach someone the technical it's very difficult to teach someone oh, the creativity right. yeah so sometimes I, do, I often do wish i was more creative and that's exactly i think that's where our other halves come in really sam really uh, you know she draws uh, pe- uh pictures of pets and things and she's uh, you know if i try and draw a pet he looks like a, a stick man you know it's, it's exactly likewise to do that yeah likewise yeah exactly yeah, yeah, so fascinating but you only photograph weddings so you're a bit different to me so for you for you i think it's a it's a, you yeah. photograph weddings but you wouldn't go and do street photography for fun or something not not that um i've done a a little bit of um commercial work um you know to fill the gaps earn a little bit of extra money but i am perhaps I want to say unique, but I'm sure I'm not. Uh, I, outside of um, weddings, I don't really want to do street. I don't really, I don't really, I appreciate a good landscape shot, Mm. but I don't really want to get up at the crack of dawn and trek up the side of a mountain and set a tripod up and wait. That, I'd rather stay in bed and have another cup of coffee, you know. So, you know, whilst I appreciate what goes into a good photograph, it's just not for me. I just like photographing people at weddings because they're having fun, um, the unexpected moments, that sort of thing. What about yourself? No, I think that's fine. I mean, you know, if you were a a woodworker, you wouldn't do, you know, you wouldn't make tables at home for the weekend for fun, would you? So, uh, uh, I do. It's time as always, really, isn't it? Really, when you've got a full summer, as we both had last year, and we have again this year, the idea of going out and doing some fun photography when you've got four weddings on your computer and needing editing is—it's difficult, isn't it? Really, I do. I do like doing sport photography, so I'll, I'll go to some local non-league games uh, where I live. So I live in North Oxfordshire, as you know. So I've got Banbury, Brackley teams like that that have you know not at the top level but of a reasonable standard and normally they're okay for you to go and take some pictures as long as you share mm. them with them um and i and i do like landscape i wouldn't say i was any good at it <laughs> uh but street is something i do enjoy doing uh and uh, you know i've been a few street photography workshops and you know just what i like about street photography gets me out gets me some exercise so even if i don't take any pictures or the pictures are shite you know i can yeah. still go out and enjoy the the fresh air walk 10 miles in london and feel like i've done something even if at the end of the yeah. day the output isn't isn't what i want really so yeah well yeah. when we go through the show in future shows you know we're gonna have guests i know in all these kind of genres so we'll have wedding photographers but we'll also have street photographers landscape photographers and all those kind of people as well i'm sure in yeah fact, i know because we've got them lined up <laughs> <laughs> should we talk a bit of gear should we do a bit of geeky stuff why not why not so what's your main weapon of choice when you do a wedding uh, Camera-wise, I shoot on Sony A1s now. Okay. Um, and I've got a Sony A9 as my backup to my backup camera. So I've got okay. two Sony A1s, right. um, which I love. I think they are the perfect wedding camera right now. Mm. Uh, I know a lot of people at the moment are, are big on the Sony A9 version 3, but personally, yeah, I, I don't think that's really a wedding camera. Well, um, time will tell, but I think it's a it's a yeah it's a sport photographer camera for me. But we'll we'll see, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And then um, lenses, I've got all sorts of lenses. Um, I can shoot primes, I can shoot zooms. Mm-hmm. Um, it all depends on what I want to do and how I feel. Often mm-hmm. uh, at certain um, 
times of the day i think i think overall i enjoy shooting with primes more because of the discipline and the creativity and the challenge that primes give me zooms are easy where i tend to use zoom lenses especially my um favorite zoom which is the 35 to 150 is when space is tight or i'm in a rush which is quite often at a wedding. Okay. So then I just drop to one camera, one lens, and, you know, it's just easier. Mm. What about yourself? Um, yeah, we're broadly similar. So I'm two camera, two prime person. Uh, Sam's a one camera um, zoom, but obviously we have a backup as well. So I'm on a, 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 a 7.4. Uh, I have an A7R4 as well, which some people might think is a bit overkill, having a 61 megapixel sensor camera for a for a wedding. But I actually like it because I like to shoot with 24, which is a bit different for some people. I know I know the, the classic mix for a wedding is 35, 85. Is that what you use? Um, I yes and no. Um, I for many years I shot when I was using primes 35, 85 because. Mm. You know, it's their good sort of focal lengths to have at oh, wedding, course, aren't yeah. they? But yeah. I think as time's gone on and, I, and I'm enjoying the documentary side more and more, I'm finding myself wanting to go wider and wider. Mm. So now I do use, especially on the A1, because that's 50 megapixels, yeah, I do like using the 24 because at a flick of a button, I can go to 35-ish. So it sort of gives me two focal lengths and then 55 gives me the 85-ish. So Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's exactly the, the reason why I like it. So the 24, yeah. the 24 1.4, the GM lens is the best lens I've ever used. It's optically yeah, I love incredible. That lens. Love it's that so lens. sharp. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, though it can distort a little bit if you don't care for with it. But uh, as you say, on a, on, a megapic, on a high megapixel camera, you can very quickly punch that into 35 millimeter. Yeah. Uh, and it becomes effectively, you yeah. know, I used to shoot Fuji, effectively becomes the Fuji X-T3 in terms of, um, you know, view and um, uh, resolution. Yeah. Uh, but I do like that slightly wider look when I am doing the documentary. Yeah. When I call what I call the drinks and nibbles time, I like that sort of wider view of the world. But if you need to, you can crop right in, as you say. Uh, uh, so I bought the fifty-one-two last year, which is an amazing lens. Uh, it's absolutely stunning lens. Um, and I have a I have a Sigma eighty-five as well, which I'll use if I do want to go thirty-five eighty-five. I've got both of those. Yeah options yeah i've seen a lot of people rave about the 51.2 and i'm sure it's a lovely lovely lens but i think as time's gone on i prefer the small lenses that's a damn travel light travel you know lighter to hold for 10 hours of the day Mm. and i'm yeah i'm losing the 1.4 1.8 the 24 is obviously a very small lens but Mm. it's not a big deal nowadays and Mm. so you're on the 55 are you still yeah because i don't it's great lens yeah yeah I don't use the big lenses. They're just too heavy. And my bag's so big and heavy already. Why yeah. would I want to carry even more big and heavy lenses? No, you, you make know, a just, great point, actually. Yeah, yeah. Just that. small and nimble. You're less conspicuous as well, you know. Well, around here, we have a lot of um, Cotswoldy bonds that are like the black hole of Calcutta. <laughs> uh, so the 1.2 does occasionally come in useful. I can think of one venue not far from here where there's only really one source of light. It's a big window that's kind of up. Uh, so if I'm looking down the venue and the bride and groom in front of me, it's just up to my left-hand side, yeah. uh, and that's the only real source of light. So it can look quite spectacular, but you've got a spotlit bride, like it's a, a light beam from heaven coming down on there, but it is dark. So the 1.2 does come in useful sometimes around that, but but no, you, I, I totally get you, but it is a, a solid lump of glass. Sam's on an A9, the original A9 still. Love um, that camera. Oh, you I still think, I would still argue it's the best camera price performance. I think you're right. You know, yeah. Absolutely. It's the only, only camera I have ever owned 
since I got it for, I mean, how, how many years is it now? Six, seven years, something like mm. that. It's been out for, and I've still got it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I have never owned a camera for that long. Never. It's a great camera. No, it yeah. is. And, uh, and of course, whenever we see couples for the first time and we say, oh, we've got this magic silent camera like you have with the A1s, you know, it's like, oh, this is, this is, this is black yeah. magic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then she's on you the know, 2470 GM2 for a main lens, yeah. Yeah, that, I've heard good things about that one. But oh, yeah, it's I think the, the especially for weddings, um, the silent shooting you just can't describe to someone how much more liberating it is. Um, I know other mirrorless cameras have silent modes, but a lot of them don't have the special sensor. I know mm. there's higher end ones and Canon and Nikon do now, like the R three and the Z eight and Z nines. Mm. But um, you know, just the ability to shoot at any shutter speed. Yeah is just so liberating it absolutely is and uh, and also whenever we uh, meet the vicar for the first time and if we've got a vicar if it's a church wedding where they're a little bit anti-photography as many of them are sometimes a good reason you know when we show them that we've got a silent camera it does get us in our good books quite often i'm sure you're the yeah, same they with the, just a, the a1s to, they, yeah yeah but yeah. The vic- vicars just need to wake up and, and realize that they're a they're a consumer business at the end of the day do you know what i mean That's right. and and they, they might not like to think that but they are they're a business so just yeah. get with it and think about the customers anyway yeah absolutely <laughs> so what um what's the last most recent thing you bought then oh gosh in fact you might be able to see it in the corner of the frame i can yeah, yeah. wow uh, look at that <laughs> oh look at this i should say why martin's doing this in in the groups that we both frequent martin and i have a reputation for talking people into buying yeah. gear uh, <laughs> it's basically the samyang 35 to 150 because ah, okay i've been having some uh, issues with the tamron version on the mm. a1 it's been perfect mm. on the a9 but on the A1, it's been disconnecting a bit. So I'm trying, I'm testing out the Samyang. Right. And depending on how that performs, I'll either sell the Tamron or I'll send the Samyang back. So one mm. of the two. I don't know yet. Optically, they're practically the same. So Interesting. Yeah. And, and do you not find that a big lump of glass, the 35 to 150? It is. Yeah. It absolutely is. But like I said, when you are, like, for example, at speeches, it allows me the ability to, like, leave, because uh, I use a spider belt, so I mm. can just unclip the spider so belt. Yeah. Um, put one camera down so i'm literally just carrying one camera one lens and likewise if i'm in a rush you know you know what some weddings are like oh you know you, you were supposed to have like half an hour of portraits but you've really only got five minutes yeah completely. in that situation <laughs> i'll just take one camera one lens again 35 150 get out there boom 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 job done and, and you're back in the room again so you're not wasting time swapping lenses and all that sort of stuff yeah. I hope my wife isn't going to listen to this podcast because I might be tempted to go buy a Tamron 35 to 150. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll blame you. <laughs> yeah, blame me. Blame me, mate. Or, or wait a few weeks. And if I, if I don't like it, uh, you can buy the Tamron off me because, like I said, it's perfect on the A, A any other thing but just the yeah. A1s. So yeah. what about the A1? You said it's perfect wedding camera. What else makes it a perfect wedding camera then apart from the silence shooter? Well, you've got like, you know, like how, I don't think Sony are the only people to do it, but you know how they've got the different cameras have different things. So for example, the A7R for R series have the megapixels. Yeah. The A9 has the speed and the silent shutter. Yeah. The A7S have the video features. Yeah. But the A1 sort of merges everything together without compromising. So I've got the high megapixels, I've got the speed, I've got the video features, I've got this full silent shooting. It's just a wedding camera that doesn't compromise anywhere, Mm -hmm. um, which is what makes it so good. 
we've looked at it a few times. It's, it's whether you know whether we can justify because we probably have to buy two if we were to buy <laughs> buy one, and, that, and that's a serious lump yeah. of uh, lump of cash, really. Oh yeah, it? yeah, absolutely. Yeah. See before. Yeah. Before Dag was in the business, it was really good because I could just sneak stuff in, just just get um, <laughs> just get Amazon to deliver it during the day before she got home from work. Oh, I love it! But yeah. now now she spots it from a mile off, and yeah. there have been situations where I've bought a lens, and then like a week later, I'm looking for it, going, "Where's it gone?" And it's and it's nowhere to be found. But suddenly, my wife's got an extra lens in her bag, and you know, brilliant. That's it. Love it. <laughs> and yeah. it's been it, it, it's a wall to the point where I think oh, I might as well order another one now because <laughs> I ain't getting that back. I do get the now what you've been ordering comment uh, from time to time. I get you get that as well. Yeah, yeah, but I do take um, I, I do take a lot of um, enjoyment though when when I turn around and go actually it's for you. <laughs> get out of jail free. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like haha, but it's not for me this time. It's for you. Yeah. But like I say, she's not gear obsessed like i am mm. um and, and even then i always say look you know now i'm buying less gear now a mm. lot less gear now yeah mm. i think when you first yeah. start off you you convince yourself don't you that and this is not just weddings it's for anyone who's photography minded yeah. you convince that this bit of equipment will change everything yeah. uh, you know no matter what it is whether it's a gray card thing or a reflector or a softbox or whatever it is Completely. this will change everything and you buy it and you realize after a while doesn't change a thing really. doesn't change a thing no yeah. I don't know how, how many uh, Lightroom like loop decks and things I've bought over the years and things. oh yeah oh, that's going to make it I've never yeah. used exactly. anything yet, I've so. got cupboard and cupboard fulls of junk that I don't use anymore Fantastic. and I, I need to get around to selling yeah, we should have a, a, a yard sale between us yeah, <laughs> yeah. Actually, it's interesting what you say about that sort of wanting stuff. So in my sales training world, you know, one of the things that I teach people is that people buy for emotional reasons and then justify them for business reasons. So you just described that really. And I did the same, you know, I buy, oh, yeah. I buy something because I want it yeah. and then I try and find reasons why I, yeah, why I need it really. Yeah, yeah. So and, and, the, and the other one is uh, gas, isn't it? Gear acquisition ah, completely. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's very common, more so for men than women. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think. I think know, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think it generally yeah. seems to be a male thing than yeah. a boys female toys. thing. Yeah, exactly. Boys yeah. and the toys. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's very true. Guilty, uh, guilty as charged. <laughs> I always say to my wife, you know, we uh, men don't grow up. Our toys just get more expensive, and photography proves that. You yeah. know, yeah. all of a sudden it's not. I, I want a PlayStation. All of a sudden it's this. I want this fifteen hundred quid lens. <laughs> And it like you say, you're trying to justify it then. Oh, no, completely. It was hi-fi for me when I was younger. I used to be really into a hi-fi. I used to have a, a, like a stupid turntable. I think I had a 500 quid pickup cartridge, you name it. And uh, uh, and then, you know, getting remarried, you sometimes realise your disposable income isn't quite what it was, so it all went. Uh, but no, any, any time, kind of technology is, is interesting because I'm a, you know, I'm a t- scientific back person. That's my background. Yeah, exactly. And it appeals to us. Yeah. Yeah, completely. So yeah. let's let's sort of think about the world in three or four years' time then. So, you know, I'm probably slowly on my wind down from the world of weddings. You know, we we're gonna be doing weddings for another few years, but we're slowly sliding slide down a bit. But you've you've said that you still you know a lot of fun in it and you are a bit younger than me. Oh but yeah, I think just... for the next three or four years I, I don't think too much will change for me. No, I'm sure. So where do you see the, the sort of the wedding photography business going though, both in terms of gear but also in terms of the industry as well? Where do you see that going, do you think, in the next few years? Uh, I think in terms of gear, I don't think too much will change because I no. think we've got to the point with cameras where they're all so good now. Absolutely. There really isn't a duffer camera anymore. Um, yeah. you, you know, even with the most basic entry-level camera now yeah. is far better if you think back to when we used to photograph i was telling someone the other day one of my first sony cameras when i was shooting weddings you couldn't take it over iso 800 
because oh, the wow. noise would be just ridiculous you know wow. unusable bad whereas wow, now you get to like you know iso 6400 and it's clean as a whistle so i think mm. in terms of kit i think we're pretty much there mm. um the the biggest challenge with certainly wedding photography now and making a living from it is the sheer saturation point of it um and i think that's a challenge where everyone's having but curiously enough i think when i started out it was very much considered that the market was saturated even back then. Mm. And obviously looking back, that's not the case. You know, it's even more saturated now than it was 10 years ago. And every year it seems to be getting worse and worse. So I think oh, that no, will be a big be. challenge for a lot of people, you know, being yeah. able to stay relevant in a very competitive market. And yeah, I think that that's the biggest challenge I, mm. I would see for wedding photographers. I think you're right. I mean, people will still be getting married, I think, in, in, in uh, five years' time, and uh, hopefully as many people. I think, it, as you say, there's always somebody new joining the industry every week, really, uh, and then old so-and-sos like me still hanging around. Um, so I've done a bit of sort of one-to-one -one coaching and training with some photographers on, on the selling side of things, really, and one of the things I always say to them is, what makes you different? Can, you know, if you can't explain what makes you different – how do you expect your customers to understand it, really? And, and by the way, the answer isn't just the photos. <laughs> uh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, the photos have to be a certain standard that gets you in the door. But yeah. if you can't articulate what makes you different, then yeah. how do you expect your customers to understand that, really? But, yeah, I sometimes feel, though, that sometimes you can be a little bit too close to your own photos. So you don't mm. judge your photo independently. Uh, I've mm. had situations where uh, my memory has been tainted and it impacts how I feel. So I think, oh, that's a terrible photo. And mm. then someone like my wife will walk past and go, oh, that's an amazing photo. Because she didn't realise how I had to capture that photo. Everything was going right. wrong. Maybe the, you know, the bride or the groom or a guest who was ever was in it didn't quite play ball. Mm. And then I look at it and think, everything sucks. But then <laughs> when you look at it objectively, that's the word I'm looking for, objectively, it's like, oh, that's a really nice photo. Yeah. Yeah. I know, I know so, exactly so, what you mean. Yeah. I think, I, I don't know about you, but I, I suffered for years with massive imposter syndrome, you know. Still do. Still do. Yeah. Uh, probably yeah. a bit honest, I do as well. Yeah. It's one of those things where I think it's very common in any creative industry. It's something I'm slowly learning to sort of just accept, but I still feel it every day. And interestingly, you speak to some of the people who we look up to. And they have massive imposter syndrome as well. And it, it feels almost like the higher you go, mm. the worse it actually gets because there's this little voice inside of you, the self-doubt inside of you. Like, Everyone will realise soon that you're actually terrible. Yeah. <laughs> but people wouldn't be buying your products and buying your services if that was the case, of course. So just, but you know, that's a logical answer to an emotional yeah. problem. No, um, completely. Yeah. yeah. It's very difficult to argue emotions with logic. It doesn't work. Yeah, completely. Yeah. So anything um, anything you can think of that was happened that was unusual at a wedding? Uh, I've got a few I'll, I'll share in a minute. Oh bit, gosh, where do you of? even begin? I, I am <laughs> infamous for leaving stuff at weddings. Um, oh, me too. I thought it was just yeah. me. Oh no, no, but I am on another level. I am on the next, <laughs> next level. Uh, I have such a reputation that at one venue, the staff follow me around going, what are you leaving this week, Martin? Fantastic. Uh, at another venue, which I shoot at regularly, they threaten to start a Martin box and they'll just throw all, all the stuff into the Martin box. And I once very famously, and, it, and to date it's never been beaten yet, I managed to get all the way home, open the boot and realise I'd left my entire camera bag at the venue. 
No way. The whole yeah. thing? The whole thing. Had to drive back wow. for it because not only did I have my all my camera and lenses there, I'd also left my backup drive, my laptop, everything. So I, I literally had no copies of the photos. So I had to drive back. Wow. And then luckily I managed to sneak in through the back door because I know the venue well and snuck it out without anyone seeing me. No, uh, wow. Only because I didn't want the Mickey taking from the venue. No, sure. It was a venue reasonably close to home, I hope, in that case. No. Well, yeah, yes and no. It was about 35 minutes away, so it wasn't too bad. Gosh. Yeah. So, well, yeah, that's never been beaten. No, it's quite impressive. That's, I must admit, I don't think any of mine are quite that good, really. No, I've left. I've certainly <laughs> left a camera bag in a church and then realised the vicar's locked the church up and I'm, I've got to go back for Oh, the that's happened to, to me as well. Bag. Yeah, that's happened to me yeah, as well. That's a knock uh, Luckily, the vicar lived next door, so knocked onto the vicarage next door and got him to open it again. Fantastic, yeah. yeah. No, nothing like that. We've had, uh, you know, the usual things like grannies collapsing and Sam first aiding and doing. Um, what else have we had? We had... Um we had one where the, it was a it was at a barn and the, um, the 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 wedding breakfast was actually going to be a fish and chip van. They had a, a guy deliver you know, bring up in a, in a fish and chip van with on a trailer. Nice idea, mm-hmm. and he got there really nice and early. You know, good for him. But then sort of sat in the van being bored and managed to lock himself out of the van. So uh, I've, I've got photos of the AA breaking into the van on, on wedding day to get the food out. Um, I've had bridesmaids climbing into a, a house because they've locked themselves out. So the bridesmaids giving themselves piggybacks up the side of a, a, a garage oh, to get into brilliant. the bedroom window. Um, I'd love stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, me too. Uh, uh, but no, no, I mean, no, no like, uh, horrendous things really. You know, people forty-five minutes late. Uh, there's one venue that we do work at regularly. It wasn't us, but they said that the the bride and groom had been arguing all day and by the end of the evening it was a full bland row and she took the wedding ring off and threw it at him and said, I want a divorce. <gasps> uh, <laughs> do you sometimes Ooh. think, I mean, uh, perhaps just leaping off to the tangent, but do you sometimes think when you work with some couples, you think, well, I don't know why you're getting married, they don't even like each other. Do you sometimes oh, yeah. get that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think you, you, you develop a sixth sense for this thing. Yeah. Some couples, most couples, I'd say, you do see them in love and they're clearly very close to each other. Clearly, yeah. They should be on their wedding day. Do you know what I mean? If if you can't look loved up and in, you know, and, you know, all over each other on your wedding day, yeah. Yeah. when can you? But there are some couples where you think, and I think what 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 I always see the the little signs I think that I look for is does the guy help the bride with little things like carrying the dress, carrying the flowers uh, without really being told? Do you know what I mean? Because that really shows he, he he cares. Sometimes they grab their beer and they walk off, and then they turn around and and like where is she? And and mm. you know the bride's got a massive dress on. She's trying to drag the flowers and trying to not get the dress dirty. And I'm thinking. Dude, <laughs> dude, one day just just help her, for yeah, God's sake. Absolutely. And then it ends up being our job. And then it's like, yeah. oh, for God's sakes, yeah. Well, but, Sam yeah. loves doing all that stuff. She takes brides to the toilet. She's put a brides in dresses when the bridesmaids have disappeared. She's uh, bustle yeah. dresses. Uh, she's done all that stuff. I say to grooms, all I do is tell you where the button hole goes. I don't do anything yeah, that, that's one of the, um, <laughs> I was going to say advantages, but it, it isn't always an advantage, I guess. It depends on how documentary you are. Um, girls do get more access to brides yeah. during those key moments than we do. You know, we always they get do. ejected out. Although yeah. I don't know, have you had this? I've had a few times where the bride and bridesmaids aren't bothered. So they start getting changed in front of you. And then it becomes a little bit like, oh my God, look at that. That ceiling's really, really, um, 
um, interesting and you're like looking at, look at the life fitting yes yeah, yeah. exactly oh yeah. what a great life fitting and then they're uh, like you know like so you, the, i have to say 400 plus stuff. weddings i've only ever done bride prep probably three times and that's always been when we've had a two bride wedding sam always <laughs> does it you know because she's it's easy yeah. as you say to have a bride around uh, yeah. uh yeah. A, a women getting ready so I, I'm not i remember one on time prep, you know? i remember one time my wife took my son who was 15 at the time to a wedding and he was just going to be like an assistant and for most of the bridal prep he was just sat in the lounge but then when they were all getting ready none of the bridesmaids cared so they were all walking around in like their underwear and stuff and my son 15 year old son must have thought like christmas had come early or something, but <laughs> at the same time trying to not look yeah. <laughs> love it absolutely love it. Yeah. So, uh... so there are some a lot of fun to be had at a wedding day absolutely yeah, yeah. So, Martin, thanks for all the uh, updates on on some weddings that you've done. There's some great great stories there, uh, and uh, you obviously use similar gear to me as well. So, we'll have lots of Sony discussions, I'm sure, in the in the weeks to come. If you, the listener, have enjoyed the show, then make sure you subscribe so you can catch it in uh, in future episodes. And also, don't forget to review us if you use Apple or Spotify. Just to let you know what's going to happen. So, we're going to do this show every couple of weeks. All being well. We do have a number of guests lined up from a whole wide genre of photography, but we do also want to make this an interactive show. So if you've got any questions you'd like to ask us, you know, our, our details will be in the show notes. We are planning, uh, I say we, Martin, because he's the, he's the guy who does it. Martin's planning a website for the show, and we're also planning to set up a Facebook group as well. So we'd love to hear from you. Any thoughts about what you'd like us to talk about, uh, any questions on any aspect of photography, we'll do our best to help. Uh, but in the meantime, thanks for listening, and we look forward to catching up with you again in two weeks' time. See you next time, guys. <laughs>